We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Tom Connor, this is for Vince. Love you, my man. Yeah, Vince is texting me during the show. Apparently, some losers on Twitter that have nothing else better to do in their lives are going at him. Like some of you are nice. literally just suck at life. Like you are just Vince has had a Vince has had a rough couple months yeah. on Twitter, man. Yeah, yeah. People are clowns. Oh, yeah. well, I, I literally had someone come at me, and the uh, their response was Marshall. Like, oh man, you got me, guys. <laughs> wow, you stung me there. <laughs> Didn't LSU lose to Troy not that long ago? Like, do we really right. want to go there? Oh, you know God. what I mean? Like, come on, yeah. guys. It, Literally, but Brian like, Kelly has had some bad losses in his career, too. Like, let's yeah. Be honest about this. Yeah. Come on. Uh, Tulsa, Northwestern, Seriously. Seriously. Navy. On, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on, guy. Oh, and then someone was like, oh, we're, no, LSU ends in like Mike Denbrock from the star. Joe Sloan was the biggest part of why they took this job. All right. I'll, I'll say this. Sure. The the um, sure. the um only guy that, that I know that I respect on the LSU beat that I know. I, there's others I'm sure are good, but I don't, I don't know them. Said to me in a – he's like, yeah, this is a this is a good dude. This is a good coach. It's a really good football coach and a good guy. You And look, they may think they're going to be okay with Joe Sloan. I don't know anything about Joe Sloan, right? They may think they're going to be okay. Yeah. That's fine. You you can say that. Hey, fine, this, man. Right. Sure but fine, but man. Like, sure let's not fine. act like, you know, you guys won in spite of Mike Dembrock. Come on now. <laughs> right. You scored right. 46.4 points a game in spite of Mike Dembrock. We had the, you know, best yards per play average in college football in like years in spite of Mike Dembrock. Come on now. Come, Come on, on now. Yeah. We never wanted him. Sure. Sure. Sure you okay. did. Sure you did. Well, my thing, that's a cell phone if I've ever seen one. Like, do you realize yeah. how like, stupid that is? We never wanted him. Well, that says more about you than it does yeah. him. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Factor has been a great friend of the Driscoll household this month. Not only are we super busy with work and everything going on with Notre Dame football, we're also dealing with a house remodel. And even thinking about cooking stresses me out which is why I'm so thankful we found Factor. Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals that can be on your plate in minutes. It has literally saved me hours of prep, cooking, and cleaning time during an incredibly busy season for us. And their fresh but and never-frozen meals got delivered right to my doorstep which also saved me plenty of shopping time. On top of that, the flavor is outstanding. Whether it's the chicken taco bowl I had for dinner last night or my personal favorite so far, which is a filet over a mushroom risotto, I'm eating healthy meals but not sacrificing flavor. Treat yourself to high-quality, delicious meals over the holiday. You can choose from over 35 chef-crafted meals that also support a healthy lifestyle. And meet your meal preferences, whether it's calorie smart, vegan, keto, protein plus, and more. Head to factormeals.com slash Irish50 and use code Irish50 to get 50% off today. That's code Irish50 at factormeals.com slash Irish50 to get 50% off. Definitely give it a try. We did, and we love it. Michael S., Den Brock, or Tommy Reese, who's better? uh mike denbrock i'll keep that one very short and sweet (laughs) yep scott gives with the super sticker thank you so much scott very much appreciate it appreciate scott bk from nd brian we'll get back up to the top you guys are great and since i screwed up with brian's name on the board here's an extra 25 (laughs) you don't have to do that man i was just giving you a hard time i appreciate you and people are very great mood today so we're just gonna get back to the top ryan and just rock and roll through these super chats. I mean, through these questions, because it's uh, people are fired up today, man. Absolutely Paul Olmstead with the question, can we safely assume that Marcus Freeman and Mike Denbrock are not on the Kelly's Christmas card list? I'm sure that Marcus Freeman is not, but I'd be shocked. If, if Brian Kelly was such a person who would do that, I would be shocked if... like Brian Kelly's a pretty self-absorbed guy, but there's clearly a, a, a friendship there that goes beyond just what can you do for me? So, um, but I kind of like the shade anyway. Yes. Yeah. Still like Agreed. it. Agreed. Cajun Domer stoked with this hire, especially living in LSU country, not discouraged since it was seven years ago, but what happened in 2016? Mike Sanford happened apparently according to Brian. That's well, no, no, that, I've never just said it. No, the, the biggest culprit was actually, was actually uh, Paul Longo. And a just a disaster for strength program. It was it was Mike Sanford being given more and more control of the offense in 2016. It was Brian Kelly's decision to not start Malik Zaire, despite telling the year before he was the guy. And you started a quarterback that the team just did not respect. It was thinking Avery Sebastian was going to be a good football player again after three seasons of just devastating injuries. It was poor recruiting for the three years prior, finally kind of catching up with them a little bit. You know, and uh, it was a lot of different things, but uh, yeah, it, but the biggest one was Brian Van Gorder not making the change. 
You should have made it after 2014. You definitely should have made it after 20. Because right, we always talk, Ryan, about you know the offense doesn't show up in big games. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's been true every year but one. And we've said this before. What was the one year where the offense kind of played kind of well in some of the big games that they lost that year? It was 2015. I mean, they scored. They had 432 yards of offense on the road and 6.5 yards were playing the road against Clemson that year. That's a pretty good Clemson defense that season, Ryan. You know what I mean? Like that was a. I mean, the Notre Dame's 432 yards. The only team that had more yards against Clemson that year was Bama, who had 473 in the title game. The only team that had more than Notre Dame's 6.45 yards per play against Clemson's defense that year was Bama, who went for 6.7. Right. So it was actually 6.66, you know, so they, they, they did pretty well that year. The, the game they lost at Stanford and Stanford was a top five team. They, they lost 38 to 36. Right. The offense went right down the field and scored to go up 36 to 35 with 30 seconds left. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what else you can do as an offense uh, than to do that. I mean, the offense had 533 yards and averaged eight point. Ryan, you want to know what's wrong with the, with the Notre Dame back then? Notre Dame scored. Five, had 533 yards of offense, 8.9 yards per play, ran for 299 yards, two for 234 yards against Stanford, and lost. Lost. Yeah. Right? Why? Because the defense sucked. And and same thing that year with Ohio State. You look at the game against – I mean, Ohio, Notre Dame was never threatening to beat Ohio State that year. It, it, they weren't. But they still moved the ball on Ohio State. They had 405 yards of offense that game and averaged 5.8 yards per play. The only team that had more yards against – actually, the only team that had more yards against Ohio State that year was probably Ohio State in a scrimmage, right? Nobody had more. And the only team that had more yards per play was Penn State had four 5.9 in a 28-point loss to Ohio State. So in the three big games that they lost that year, they scored points and they moved the ball better than anybody had done against those teams all year. That's a completely different situation than all those other years when Notre Dame's losing to Michigan 45 to 14 and and they can't move the ball on Georgia in 17 or 19 and all those type of things. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I, it just that was an anomaly year. And why? They had a lot of talent and they were coached better. Simple as that. Yeah. But a lot, but th that year also there was a lot of things that were masked because of Will Fuller and Chris Brown and Amir Carlisle and CJ Procise and Ronnie Stanley and and Jalen Smith and and Sheldon Day and Kavari Russell and a lot of those guys that were gone the next year they masked a lot of the f problems that existed in 2015 that they couldn't hide in 20 they didn't have Will Fuller to bail them out in 27 2016 they didn't have Jalen Smith to bail out bad play calls from Brian Van Gorder in 2015 or 2016. And so it really came down to a lot of those things. And then, you know, not showing the same trust in Mike Dembrock that he had earned and deserved for the success he had in the two previous years has also played a role in that. John Lacey, no question. Just wanted to say how much I appreciate what y'all do. This channel and site passes a ton of time for me. I'm sure I speak for a lot of folks. Merry Christmas and thank you. Thank yeah. you. Appreciate you very much, man. Appreciate you very much. We had the world famous Scotty Nitro. I haven't seen Savannah. Scotty Nitro in a long time, man. That's it's good to see you today, bud. Mike Denbrock seems to run his offense around the talents of his players instead of recruiting guys specifically for his offense. Am I close? I mean, partly, yeah. I mean, I would say that he can assimilate to the roster that he has, but 
I do think that he still has his preference of like how his roster is ideally yeah. constructed. That's how every coach is. That's exactly what coaches should be doing. You walk into a situation saying, this is what I have, and I need to build to it. And if you want to run something different, recruit something different. And that's what he he w- is doing, and that's what he will do. So uh, it's it's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. Now, when you recruit a certain way, it doesn't mean they're always going to pan out that way. And you have to adjust, and and he'll do that. But, yeah, they'll, they'll have – look, when they go on the recruiting trail under Mike Denbrock, there'll be a plan. There'll be a plan in place. Hey, we got to get we got to be great up front. I need some playmakers out on the perimeter. I need a quarterback that can can do things with his arm and his legs. I need, you know what I mean? And then the specifics of those, because you're going to get a co- two quarterbacks, Ryan. You know this. You know this from doing scouting and, and doing all this. You'd have two quarterbacks with identical body types, identical physical talents, and you're going to run two different offenses with them because, because their processing might be different. Their comfort level in certain things might be different. One guy yeah. who may have the same exact arm talent is just more comfortable running or more comfortable throwing short, or another guy may be more comfortable throwing deep. There's so many things that impact that besides just what your physical tools are. And those type of sure. things are going to influence who you are offensively. And, uh, you know, that it's all part. Like, you may think, I love this play, but for my, the quarterback that we're rolling with just isn't comfortable reading it out, just for whatever reason. So you can either, A, keep running it and get pissed off every time he doesn't read it correctly, or don't run it. Or run it in ways that maybe, hey, he doesn't read it well, so we'll only run it when we do sprint out. Or play action, or I'll max pro it to where he can only read that particular thing, or something like that. I mean, there's things you can do, but you it's, a lot of times it's just I can't run that concept. Why? Because my quarterback's just not comfortable reading it, and that's tr- that happens with younger players. And that's I don't know if it happens in the NFL as much, Ryan. I mean, you kind of be able to do a little bit of everything. Everybody has their favorites, but you're not going to just avoid yeah. stuff unless you have a quarterback. You know, hey, we we threw 65 yard post routes with Patrick with Patrick Mahomes, but our backup quarterback can't throw the ball more than 50 yards. And sure, that's going to change some stuff. I'm just yep. talking about guys are just comfortable with different things. And so that's going to have to alter what you do as well, even though physical skill set might be similar to what you have, have wanted and recruited. And that, that'll be the key. We had a question from BK from ND. Could you go into the differences between Parker's offense and Denbrock's offense follow up? How big of a difference is it for the ceiling floor for Riley Leonard? Well, I mean, number one, it's not even about the offense versus offense, Ryan. You have one guy that has a clear established track record and a proven track record of success compared to another guy that we still don't know what his offense is. We we've talked to people about it. We know people that, 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 you know, know what he wants to run, but you know, with Denbrock's offense compared to what we saw in 2023, you're clearly going to see the quarterback legs be used more effectively. It's just what he's, he did at Notre Dame. He did at Cincinnati. He's did it at LSU. Mike Dembrock was a guy that's always it, what's interesting is really LSU's the first job he's had where he just what they didn't throw the ball deep as much as he did some other. I mean, they they chucked the ball deep a lot at Notre Dame in 14 and 15. Like a lot. And you know, again, that part of that was because you had Will Fuller. Makes it a little, <laughs> a little easier to do that. But you had big armed quarterbacks. I mean, Ev had a huge arm, and Deshaun had a huge arm. Malik had a he, probably the strongest of all three of them, just arm strength. So I would imagine, you know, we're going to see he, uh, here's another one. Mike Denbrock like per, usually prefers more spread sets. He tries to, he, he, at Notre Dame, he was this way, even at Cincinnati to a degree, he was this way, Ryan. I mean, you, you were at the game, they would do some 12 personnel, but they were 11, 10 in that game. A lot of 11 with the tight end out where, cause they want to spread you out and then kind of do that read of if you're five in the box, we're running. And if you're six in the box, we're pulling and throwing it kind of thing. He wants to spread people out more than I think Jared Parker showed 
a willingness to do in 2023. Now, with Jared Parker eventually got there, I think so. But I think you're going to see a lot more 11 personnel stuff from Mike Denbrock as a base and then mixing in the other stuff as well. But he'll he'll mix things up. But with 11 personnel, you'll see a lot more variety of how they line up in 11 personnel. Like I, I think it was the first play of the game against LSU, Ryan. They went tight end over. And I think there were 11 per, I think I, I think it's personnel. They went tight end over, I believe. And then and so they had the receiver backside off the ball and motioned them over. So they were like an overload, kind of ran right and then like threw a wheel route backside of the run. Like you'll see some creativity in there too. This is a guy just running out, running inside zone and running basic concepts because you know we have great players and we're just good. There's gonna be some creativity to it as well. And he was very good at Notre Dame about getting the running backs involved in the in the in the offense. I'd have to go back and see what he did at at, at Cincinnati a little bit more, Ryan. I, I don't remember if he did or did not get the running backs involved a lot in the past game at Cincinnati. Study um, I'm not sure. Yeah, but I know at Notre Dame, they got the running backs involved in the offense a lot. And when he had a guy like C.J. Procise, we saw it even more. I mean, it was a lot more in, in 2015. So that's something that you'll see. More up to it. If he has a guy that can be that kind of weapon in the passing game, he's going to use it. You know, so, um, but it's not going to be something where you're like, holy crap, this is just so much different than what we yeah. saw before. We never saw this formation. We never saw inside zone before. We never saw double post before. I mean, it, it's just an emphasis will be different. There'll be a little bit more aggressiveness. But I mean, the Cincinnati offenses he had, they didn't run a ton of plays like this past year's team. And that would be one of my, concerns is you know but 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 part of that was because they were a big play offense and yep. need to run really big they ran like six, six seven yards per play 6.7 yards per play is last year there so it'll be it'll be a little bit different anything to add to that right or are you kind of on the same page no there? i mean we talked about it earlier you know not going too much into the scheme but you know he understands how to utilize the playmakers he has in different areas so yep yep Andre Tonsil, could the gap-closing offensive coordinator they need to become an offensive force? I mean, that's the hope, Andre, obviously, right? I mean, this, why are you recruiting at a higher level under Marcus Freeman? Why are you trying to emphasize the skill positions a lot more over the last two cycles? It's because you know that offensively you need to be more explosive. You need to be a better unit overall, and a part of that formula has to be a really good play caller, a really good offensive coordinator. So having a guy that is perceived as – a gap closer or perceived as a guy that can take that unit to the next level. That's an important part of the formula, obviously important ingredients. Yep. Agree. Jim Halloran with this open up, will this open up recruiting possibilities in Louisiana? No, I mean, Denbrock's not a Louisiana guy who's there for two seasons. I don't think it changes anything there. I mean, Notre Dame's had some success in Louisiana already. I don't I don't think this yeah. does anything to change it. Other than there's a guy in Louisiana you want, and he wants to come play in your system because he likes the system that is there. And the or you had a previous relationship. Right. Maybe like a so James like, Simon might want to come. Sure. More willing to sure. Come, but it, it won't necessarily like change a whole lot in that regard, in, in my opinion. This episode of the Irish Breakdown Podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's the holiday season, which means it's a time for giving. Giving to our community is important. And there's always joy in giving to our friends and family. But we also need to ensure that we are properly focused on giving to ourselves and making sure we're taking steps to give ourselves the tools we need to get through the tough times. And the holidays are a perfect time for that. 
it's important to learn positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. There are ways to make sure you have the tools to be the best version of yourself. And that's not something that's only for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Irish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com, H-E-L-P dot com slash Irish. This is the best time of the year. It's bowl season and Christmas is right around the corner. So whether you're looking for tickets to the Sun Bowl to watch Notre Dame take on Oregon State or looking for tickets to a Christmas concert or comedy show or just looking for a great last minute gift, game time is the place for you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's GameTime.co. Jim Halloran with another one. Brian Ryan, do these last two hires tell you Marcus Freeman has the chops to be a head coach? Well, I mean, there there's steps in that direction, sure. I mean, he he went out and knew he wanted and went and got him with both guys. Now, now we need to see that those hires work. I mean, that, that's the thing, right? Like we're excited about it, but now it's like, okay, now show me, right? Prove yep. it. There's still a proveness to it. Cause you won't have a Heisman trophy winning quarterback, at least right, as right now, it'd be nice if, if they have one next year, it'd be nice. But like, I'm not mm-hmm. really worried about that right now. I, mean, I just want to see if they're going to be good, you know, really good, but yeah, it's going to be it, it, there. There was a purpose to what he went into this. He knew what he wanted. And he went and got it, Ryan. That's important. The chops are are there for that 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 boldness, but now we need to know if the chops are there that the hires the right hires, and that'll be proven out by sure. what happens on the field. I'm, I'm I mean, confident I, I, in it. Yeah, you know, I'll say this too: their strength situation and OC situations are much better now than they were in 2023. Much better. Sure. Sure. Now will they be good? But that's that's a kind of a different bar. You had a, an interim guy, a strength program, and. And a first-year guy as your OC that did some nice things, but also did some things that you, you know, you kind of get frustrated by. You'd think he'd get better, but Denbrock's already established himself much to a much greater degree. There, I mean, there's a lot of layers to being a really good head coach, right? To being that type of guy. Coaching hires are also obviously part, part of that. Developing a philosophy that works for you is part of that. Developing a program is part of that. In-game coaching is a part of that as well. I think there's still answers that need to be 
there's still questions that need to be answered, but ultimately this is a good answer to part of the equation, right? But it's not the full equation is obviously the Right. Scotty G, how pumped up is Riley Leonard right now? I would I would imagine yeah. highly. I mean, I I mean you yeah. he's just gonna he's gonna because I know I know what Riley's gonna do. Riley over the next couple of days is probably just gonna pop on a lot of little bit of LSU film from this past year and try to envision himself in what's offensively they were trying to do. So he's gonna see himself in a James Daniels mold. Now, obviously, they're different players. They can affect the game in similar-ish ways at times, but you're going to be able to see yourself a little bit in that offense, which is more important. I think that that visualization is going to be big for him. Yep. We had PK. Marcus Freeman has pulled the coaching talent back to South Bend. Can he pull off the impossible and get Harry Heastan watch from the skybox, go to dinner with Rudolph once a month, etc.? Doubt it. Yeah, I mean, you got to understand, Coach Eastan has kids that live all over the country. He's a, I, I believe he's got, I believe he's got grandkids now. I believe, I, I think so too. Yeah, you know, and um, you know, all his kids are out of the house now. His last son just graduated college. I think he's just ready to enjoy being dad and being. I mean, look, let me tell you something. Harry Eastan's always going to be watching O line film. He's going to be doing clinics and doing the, you know, talking to other O line coaches, and I'm sure. If Joe Rudolph was like, hey, Coach Eastan, I'd love it if you could come in for a couple weeks and just, you know, talk to me and just – I'm sure he would do that. But I think Coach Eastan – look, the only reason he Coach came out of retirement was because of his relationship with Coach Reese. That, that, that's it. And, and the fact he loves Notre Dame. I mean, that's two things that you cannot deny. He has a great respect for Tommy Reese, and he loves Notre Dame and the kids at Notre Dame. There's no doubt about that. But I think he only did that for that unique situation. I don't think he was like, I'm ready to go coach another 10 years in, the, in college football. I, I don't I don't think that was the case. Uh, but would he be willing to listen? I'm, I'm sure. I would I would hope, at least anyway. But no, he's not going to be doing that. He's not going to be doing that. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> I would love to be wrong. <laughs> Meeting once in a blue moon would be fun. Yeah. Uh, Gregory Gilbert. Thank you so much for the super chat. I hate coaching changes, but it seems under the Freeman era, the new coaches are a step up. Go Irish and Merry Christmas. Yes. I mean, I, I would it's say beautiful. confidently Notre Dame coaching staff right now is a better coaching staff than the one that we saw in the 2023 season. That is where I am at with it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, upgraded yeah. quarterback coach. I mean, Mike Dembrock has his, you know, has a proven track record developing tight ends. Jared, Jared Parker did a very good job there. So you're not going to take it. If, if anything, you take a step up, you're not going to take a step back. Huge upgrade at wide receiver. Huge, in my opinion. And your strength coach is going to be better than what it was. So, yeah, Ryan, I think in a lot of ways it's significantly better just in those key areas. Yeah. yeah. ICU RN with Irish luck. Thank you so much for the super chat. Curious is Bodie Cahoon uh, is Bodie could be the, Oh, I'm sorry. Curious. If Bodie could be the type of diamond in the rough that Luke Keekley was for Boston college coming out of high school, not what Luke was as a Panther player, because he would be calling out the offensive plays. Well, I mean, possibly, I hope so. Here's the thing. I loved Luke Keekley coming to high school. That was one of, maybe four or five recruits I've ever pushed Notre Dame to take because that's just not my job. I rarely do that. That was one where I begged them to take this kid. And they're like, nah, we like Dan Fox better. So I, did I think Luke Keekley was going to become a first NFL draft pick? No, I did not. Did I think he was going to be really freaking good in college? Yes, I did. Uh, 
do I think Bodie Cahoon has some traits that I liked in Luke Keekley? Yeah, because Luke could run. He could yeah. really run. And I would even argue that Bodie has a little he has a better frame at the same age than Luke did sure. and and could get bigger. What Bodie doesn't have yet, just because of experience playing the position line or lack thereof, Luke Keekley was one of the most instinctive linebackers I've ever seen on film as a high school kid at St. Yeah. X. I mean, he was an exceptionally instinctive on top of the fact he could run that Bodie's not there yet, but that's because Luke Keekley had been playing linebacker for a long time. Bodie Cahoon's been a year and a half playing linebacker. Could he get there? Sure. He could get there. I mean, I would, I would argue Bodie was pretty instinctive for when you can, when you take the context of that, he just hasn't played the position very long, you know? Um, But Luke Keekley was just as a high school kid was incredibly, incredibly instinctive. On top of the fact, like I said, he could he could always run. That was never a doubt. And they they decided they liked Dan Fox more. That was also the same class that if if Michael Schofield does not turn Notre Dame down, they would not have taken Zach Martin in that class. They took Jake Golick at tight end. They would not offer Tyler Eifert till he went to camp and dominated. Like that's that that's the train wreck that we used to have to deal with at this place, Ryan. It just yeah. Justin Knox, how open to an extension do you think? And thank you so much for the super chat. Oh, we actually do you think all... we did, that one was from earlier. I clicked on the wrong oh. one. I'm sorry, Ryan. Okay. I'm sorry. You're good. So that sounds really familiar. I thought I was on the 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 the, the starred one, but I was on the normal one. Mm. So gotcha. apologies. Vanilla Chill, remember when the sky was falling for a, for a lot of the fan base like two to three weeks ago? Look at us now, how things change in such a short amount of time. It's crazy. It's two to three crazy. weeks ago? It was that long ago? <laughs> I know. It was like a week and a half ago, maybe. Like, yes. it was crazy. It was yes. Yes, yes, yes. No receiver wanted to come here. The offense sucks and everything else right. stinks. All the yeah. transfers are going to leave. Yeah. That's yep. terrible. Now, everything. Now, they're going to go 13-0 and next year and score 50 points a game. You know, um, and I'll say this: they're not going to put up the numbers this year that LSU put up this year. Sure, just, they're not. Sure. Number one, they don't need to. I mean, LSU had to do that on offense. If they didn't do what they did on offense, they couldn't win. I'm sure that they would have much rather have liked, hey, can we just try to go maybe take a few minutes off the clock here? And you know, but they couldn't. They I mean, they just they they could not be that team for a host of reasons. So you're not. It's not repeat what they did last. I and mean, that was a that was a. It was a rare year for a program, yeah. but you just want them to be better than what they were and better in the big moment. Look, if, if, if Mike Denbrock repeats the exact same thing that Jared Parker did in the nine wins, but then, but it's just better in the other three games, Notre Dame is going to be a way better football team. Cause that's the thing with Jared Parker. They scored 45.8 points per game. In their nine wins, Ryan. Yeah. That's offensive points, not team points offensive points but it's you scored 14 20 with some garbage touchdowns and 23 in your three losses that's what it comes down to yeah right and that's where Notre Dame's got to get better absolutely td brammy four thank you so much for the question i feel like this is a higher will show marcus freeman's true offensive philosophy in big games you have an experienced offensive coordinator and nice skill talents. No need to be conservative anymore. I hope you're right. I mean, I mean, like there's there's like a fine line there, right? Like some people, it's just their personality. Some people, it's like think that their philosophy is driven off of necessity. 
I, I don't know. I, I, I think that for me, there could be part of it of, you know, you, you think that your offensive line's good. Your wide receiver room is still rebuilding. It's not practicing the way that you want it to practice. And maybe you become a little bit more conservative from an approach. And I hope that you are correct. I hope that they look at this team now and say, offensive skill talent has gotten an upgrade. Offensive coordinator has gotten an upgrade. And I hope that it does kind of break out a little bit. I hope you're right. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Though. Oh, sorry. I'm going to go to this one from ND Milton fan. What's up, Nathan? What kind of signal, if any, does this send to potential recruits and college football in general? Well, what it says is Notre Dame is going to do whatever it takes to be to win. That that I mean, again, the biggest statement to today it was it was a perception changing move. Even if you're not super high on Mike Denbrock, it still does that because what it does is it tells you that Notre Dame will do whatever it takes to get the guy that they want. They're not going to be like, oh, well, we can't win because we don't have the money. We don't have the resources, blah, 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 blah. No, they don't. They they said, well, this is who we want. We're going to go get them. And honestly, yep. my my BKP, my ND PTSD of, of even before Brian Kelly, for the last 30 plus years of being Notre Dame fan, I'm just like, I'm waiting for him to do something. I'm just waiting for it not to go right. And it just nailed it. You know, it just, it's not going to be a, if Now, that doesn't mean Mike Denbrock was going to come because you can't force him to come. He has to make the decision to come. But Notre Dame did everything on their end to say, hey, we're serious about this, right? And, man, you got to you gotta be excited about that. It's a power move. I mean, you just said to one of the premier brands in SEC country that mm-hmm. will outbid you for your guy and will take your guy from you. And I think mm-hmm. that that speaks volumes. Yep, absolutely. We had another one from TJS. Thank you, TJ. Brian, you keep saying from the beginning, but how long has Marcus Freeman known he was going to be looking for a new offensive coordinator? I mean, about a week. Yeah. And from the beginning, I mean, like a beginning could be like a week. It could be a lifetime. It could be a year. I mean, like a beginning. I'll I'll say this. I'll say this. If he knew that if an offensive coordinator position came open this year, next year, that's who's going to go get. But as far as like, you can only go after a guy if you have an opening. Right. Right. So Jared Parker, I believe late last week told coach Freeman, maybe middle last week told coach Freeman, he's going to interview for the, and it, whenever Mark, whenever Jared Parker told Marcus Freeman, he's not interviewing for the, for the Troy job and it looked like he was going to get it. That's, that's what it is from the beginning, from the beginning of this process, yeah. not from the beginning when he's hired. We're talking about from the beginning of this process to hire the offensive I- coordinator this year. I, I just I just think it's a question because I'm not saying TJ's necessarily saying this, but I there's like a lot of like conspiracy theories that like this has been in the works for a month and this has been worked for weeks and like you know just from the beginning just the Parker time was period forced starts. out and a month ago yeah, he was going to exactly. be forced out and you know and and I had a guy tell me um, that that he's known that Jared Parker was gone since Louisville game and Kirby Moore was going to be his replacement. Okay, mm, well, nice you know. early information. Good for him. Right. Um, good dude and, and, a, and a connected dude, but it's kind of like, you know, no, not really. Uh, yeah. But this is, this is the guy that Freeman wanted from the time this process started. And I must understand like Marcus Freeman knew in 2019 that if he becomes a head coach, he's going to hire Mike Denbrock as offensive coordinator. I mean, maybe. Right. Right. I, I don't know. I'm just telling you for this process, that's who he wanted. So good question for clarification, TJ. Josh Buffo, the motivational business banker. Mike Denbrock brings a lot to Notre Dame, but in my opinion, 
in your opinion, what is the most important thing Coach Denbrock brings to Notre Dame? IB is the best in the business. Merry Christmas to you both and your families. You as well, Josh. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Josh. Ryan, you want to take this one first? Yeah, I mean, we've, we've talked about it, obviously, at nauseum at this point. I think the biggest thing is that he's an experienced offensive coordinator. He's going to have expectations. He's going to understand the process a little bit more consistently, and I think that's going to rid out the inconsistencies from a day-to-day perspective, from a game-planning perspective, from an in-game perspective at times. Those inconsistencies are just going to be less there because he's just been doing it a lot longer. And I think the expectation for me is that I think that he will more consistently also understand how to utilize his talents to the best because he has been in situations where a running back might have been the best option that he has offensively. A dual-threat quarterback may be the best option. Wide receiver room might be the best option. A tight end might be the best option. I think just knowledge of utilizing what is on given rosters and having a consistent approach is what you're getting from an experienced offensive coordinator overall. Mm -hmm. That's the big thing right there, that last sentence. You're getting experience. You're getting someone who has a proven track record. It's not so much about he believes in this play play scheme, this philosophy. It's just about you have a guy that understands how to develop players. And Ryan has – how often have you got, you and I used that word? Develop, develop, development, develop, develop, development. I mean, that's that's the key. You know, the, the talent excuses has been there for a long time. Yeah. Oh, they don't have talent there. They don't have talent there. Forget all that. Notre Dame had one of the best rosters in college football in 2015. They had one of the best rosters in college football in 2017. They just haven't used them, haven't built around them the way that they needed to. Right. And um, that that's what it comes down to for me. 2018 had one of the best. Notre Dame 2018 had one of the best receiving cores in college football, had one of the best you know, best running backs in college football. They had one of the best offensive lines in college football, one of the best defensive lines in college football, but one of the best inside linebacker tandems in college football, one of the best secondaries in college football. And they still couldn't win the big game because they weren't good enough at quarterback and they weren't good enough when it came to who was running the program and the emphasis on development. I mean, those are those are things that were there. Does this answer all those problems? No, Mike Denbrock's just the offensive coach. I mean, the, Mike, there's still a lot of things Marcus Reem's got to do and Al Golden's got to do and Joe Rudolph's got to do and – all the coaches got to do to take that next step. But this to me, gets you there. You know what I mean? Rob Tidoff with the question loved in Mike Denbrock hire, but if Andy Ludwig gets hired in last year, are we much better than nine and three this year? I think you're better. Uh, yeah. yeah. I would think you're better. Yeah. I think you're better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, look, you look at the job he did at Utah this year with like nothing with scraps. I mean, Andy Ludwig's a good football coach guys. He is a good Very football good. coach. And I don't want to turn this into like a, Man, I'm glad you didn't get Andy Ludwig because then you wouldn't have Mike. I mean, I, 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 I would say that only because I know Mike Denbrock and I don't know Andy Ludwig. And I think Mike Denbrock's a better recruiter. But, guys, I would be very happy with Andy Ludwig being the offensive coordinator right now. Very happy. If yep. it, I mean, if it would have gone down last year. And to me, I think you beat Ohio State if Andy Ludwig's your offensive coordinator. And I think you beat Clemson if he's your offensive coordinator. Louisville is a different animal because that was more of a – that was, the whole team just wasn't ready for that game. They just weren't emotionally in it in that game, Ryan, in yeah. my opinion. So would it beat Ohio State? I think you'd beat Clemson, but that would have been tougher. I still think they lose to Louisville because that was an emotional thing based on who the team was. Now, for all we know, the job they did beating Ohio State may have gotten them you know, better. That, who knows? Sure. But, sure. yeah, I, I mean, Andy Ludwig has proven that he can get a lot out of not a lot. You know what I mean? That's just the reality. Yep. Guy won 10 games back-to-back years with Cameron Rising, a quarterback. What does that mean? Is that an insult? No, but he's a, he's just a gamer, and he could take a kid like that and say, I'm going to 
I'm going to build this offense in a way that that I'm going to utilize what this kid does well. And yeah. coach, we're going to be physical and tough and, you know, and but very much scheme driven. Like to me, I'll say this. If it comes down to it and I don't have a great roster, who would I rather have, Mike Dembrock or Andy Ludwig? I'd rather Andy Ludwig. But if it comes down to our guy that I know is going to have a talented roster, who would I rather have, Andy Ludwig or Mike, Mike Dembrock? Make a case for Mike Dembrock because sure. he's going to get you the talented roster. The question is, will will Andy Ludwig do what you need to do to get the talented, the elite talented roster? That that was the only knock I had on Andy Ludwig. Dembrock, that's not a question. It's yeah. about development, development, building around the players. There's no doubt about it. We had Jesse Ferguson. You've talked before about Coach Freeman's preference towards ball control offense. Do you think bringing in an improving offense coordinator might make him more willing to take risks on offense? I would hope I mean, so. We've, we've, we've rehashed yeah. it, but yeah, I, I think that I it's think more it's likely. Go ahead, Rice. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, I, I just – I. I mean, yeah, I mean, we've, we've talked about it. I think that it's more likely, but I have to see it first, right, Jesse? So I, I think that it's more likely with a proven offensive coordinator that you give him a little bit more leeway to let it be his. But, you know, I do need to see it, though, first, just to make sure about that. So for me, also it comes down to talent. You've got like, let, let me just say something to you. I, I I have my issues with Marcus Freeman's offensive philosophy. I don't think the offense we see this year looks like what it looked like if they have Will Fuller at wide receiver. Or if they have Chase Claypool and and and, and Miles Boykin on the outside, part of this was there was a lack of faith in the, their certain position groups that was like we're just we're going to do this. I think it would have looked different if the personnel was different. I, I don't think it was like Mike Marcus Freeman is going to take the 2015 offense and say let's just shorten the game and run as few plays as possible and play keep away. I I don't think it's to that degree. You know what I mean? I I, I don't because otherwise. I'll say it again. If that's what he wants to be the rest of his life, why are you recruiting the receivers and the quarterbacks you're recruiting? It just doesn't make any sense. It yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. So I have to either think he's an idiot and has no real plan or that part of what we saw the first couple of years was a, a lack of faith in what was they were putting out there across the board. And I, I don't think that's going to be the case moving forward just because of how much talent is there. And, and some of these guys are their guys, you know. And the other thing too is like like Chad Chad um, Bowden has experience with Mike Dunbrock as well. Now not di- as directly because he was more the defensive guy over there, but but he knows what kind of recruiter Mike Dunbrock is, and Mike Dunbrock knows what Chad Bowden brings to the table, and that's going to be a, a fun pair as well. Because now Coach Dunbrock can say to to Chad, "Hey Chad, you guys can you guys go work on getting me this, you know, and then I'll come in and close." I mean, there, that, there's something like that too, where it, at Notre Dame in the past he had to be the guy that did all of it in a lot of ways, and that's big. Travis Hansel. Thank you so much, Travis, for Super Chat. Sitting here listening, holding a newborn. Congratulations. Doing my best to contain my excitement. So psyched to see or stoked to see not only Marcus Freeman get his guy, but see the administration support him. Agree with all points there. Yep. Yep. Thank you for the Super Chat as well, bud. Another one from ICURN with Irish Luck. Thank you for the super chat. Do you see 2024 offensive being similar to what it could have been in 2015? Could it have been with Malik before he got hurt? That Texas game was on one of my favorite games I have watched to this day. It's possible. I mean, the the, the biggest difference is, I mean, do you have a Will Fuller on this team? I don't know. Your offensive line is not going to have a 
senior Ronnie Stanley, a redshirt sophomore or a junior Mike McGlinchey. No, actually, um, McGlinchey would have been a, jun- a junior. You know, there's no Quentin Nelson, redshirt freshman Quentin Nelson. You know, Nick Martin was a fifth-year senior. Steve Elmer was a true junior that had been starting since his freshman year. It's just there's some differences. You know, there's some differences. I would say Riley Leonard doesn't have just a God-given just I can throw the ball 70 yards like Malik could. Malik had an absolute bazooka connected to his left shoulder. I'd say Riley's a little bit more of a natural passer than Malik. Uh, both were dynamic runners in different ways. So yeah, there's there's some similarities, but they're they're going to look there's going to they're going to look different, Ryan. They're, they're, and I would say this: there's no there's no Will Fuller, but there's a chance that number two, three, and four are better at receiver this year than they were in 2015. More dynamic guys. There's you know there, there's that too. It could maybe be a, a, the depth is better as well. Ryan, I know you got a. Do you still got to leave at four, or you you got a few yeah. more minutes because we're getting kind of close? I got okay. to bounce. Yeah. Okay, so just um, you, I'll just take care of these last few, right? Okay. And you go go do what you got to do. So thanks for being on. Great job by Ryan today. Last few questions before we get out of here, folks. This is from Camden Hirschberger. Can you guys please talk about the current state of wide receiver recruiting now that Coach Brown is on staff? Does anything change in terms of who is Notre Dame is pursuing? Up to a degree, uh, to a degree. You'll see some things change. Not not a ton, a ton. Uh, he'll have some guys he likes maybe more than Coach Stuckey did. But if you remember when we talked about his offer list, there was a lot of guys that Notre Dame had offered that Wisconsin had offered as well that he probably didn't have much of a shot at that you'll have a shot at now. And he can look at some of those things. Uh, Riley Bly. Riley says, does having Denbrock alleviate the worry of Golden taking an NFL job? Should it happen? Would Freeman be more inclined to name Mickens DC knowing that the offense is in good hands? I, I don't know about the last one. I, you know, I don't know whether Marcus Freeman has intention of promoting Mike Mickens if that moment comes or not. I don't think Al Golden leaving for the NFL is going to have anything to do with who they hire as offensive coordinator. It's just going to, it's going to come down to, honestly, Riley, is this Coach Golden, is it an opportunity he wants? Like, I don't think Al Golden is just going to be looking to take the first NFL job that he can find if he was to leave i think it would be like there's certain jobs that are built for success because at his age he's got to be smart about this nfl will fire you in a heartbeat if you're not getting a job done and so you've got to make sure you're going to a place that there's some stability there's an opportunity for me to have early success because otherwise you know i leave notre dame for a maybe not even a slight pay raise maybe a slight pay raise and after one season i'm fired and now what do i do well notre dame can't go back to notre dame they've already got a dc to replace me so I think he'll be a little bit smarter about it. It's not going to take any job, but it's going to be about, is it a right fit for him? It won't have anything to do with, you know, who, who Notre Dame's going to have as OC. ND estimate trucking with this question, agree or disagree. Now all we need is to get rid of Consworth and Jason Garrett and come with better apparel sponsorship and Xmas. Christmas is set. Go Irish. Again, I, I've said this before. I like Under Armour. I like their gear. I do. Um, and I wouldn't want to be with the other company. I'm going to rehash that again. But, yeah, I, I mean, Collinsworth and Garrett are just not good. Unfortunately, there's not a lot we can do about it. But, yeah, that would that would be nice. That would be very nice. Chad Del Preet. Hi, guys. Merry Christmas. Same to you, Chad. How much do you think uh, seeing Riley Leonard, Kenny Minchie, CJ Carr, and Deuce Knight on the roster helped convince Denbrock to come back? Oh, I'm sure that was part of it. I'm sure that was – Mike's a, Coach Denbrock's a smart guy. I'm sure he looked at the roster – and was like, hey, you know, is there an opportunity for me to be successful, right? That That's that's going to be the key, is when you look at a job like this, it's not so much, okay, they're offering me this, they're offering me that, I'm leaving because they're paying me this. 
I mean, Coach Denbrock wants to win. He's not leaving Brian Kelly and 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 the relationship he has there and the talent they have at LSU because it because of they offered him more money. He is gonna go. He wants to win, right? He wants to be successful. Is the money nice? Heck yeah, it is. Uh, did did Notre Dame need to make sure it was worth his while financially to make that move? Absolutely, they did. But you can offer me all the heck you want, and I'm not leaving if it's not the right situation. I was told he turned down two and a half million dollars for Texas A&M. Now I'm pretty sure Mike Elko has, or Mike Dembrock has a lot of respect for Mike Elko, but it wasn't the right fit. It wasn't the right situation. And when you look at Notre Dame, it's it's all this stuff, all this stuff factors into it. And um, you you just look at it and say, hey, this is a place where all the all the things that I'm looking for to to you know is it a place my family can be success can can thrive? Well, he knows his wife can live here. She's lived here before. Right? Is it a place I can go win? Is it a place that I can, you know, coach the way that I want to coach and the, and the the different types of things that that you're looking at? And so those things are all all true, all true. And if Notre Dame had a bad roster coming back, why the heck would you leave LSU? I don't care how much you love Notre Dame, right? Because again, it's about making smart moves. And would you have made a smart move? That's a different question. And you know, that's one that we we I don't I don't know this for a fact, right? But I, I'm just telling you, I know how this process works, and I, and I, and I do know Coach Dembrock to a degree as far as how he thinks. I'm sure that was part of his thought process going into this. We have a super chat from Michael Campbell. Michael says, "What LSU recruits or transfer portal players are we taking from BK to LSU? This is the indie I grew up with. This is a power move. This is certainly a power move, Michael. There's no doubt about that. This is Marcus Freeman." Right, announcing what is what is he experience like you hear announcing his presence with authority. Y'all can say whatever you want about his inexperience, all this. He's going out there saying, Fine, I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna do this because I don't like I don't like losing. Right. I don't I don't I don't like losing. I don't like how the season went. I don't like this, I don't like that, and this is not gonna happen again. It's just not gonna happen again. We're gonna we're gonna go out and we're gonna we're gonna do everything I need to do to go win. It's certainly a power move. Are they going to take any kids from LSU? I highly doubt it. I highly doubt that any of those kids are going to leave LSU to come play for Mike Denbrock just because I don't know that Notre Dame is necessarily going to be looking at the guys that they have. It doesn't mean that they aren't good football. I mean, if Will Campbell jumped in the portal when it come to Notre Dame. You freaking take Will Campbell. You know, there's good football players there. It's just more about I don't know that – I don't know that – the relationship is long enough. I don't know that the fit would be right on either side for the, for that to happen. And, and you don't see that a lot, right? I mean, you don't see situations where like the Duke kids jumped in the portal and didn't follow Mike Elko to Texas A&M. You'll see that from time to time, but you don't see it a ton where you see those kind of moves being made. You really, you really don't guys are going to make what's best for them. And that's basically what it's going to come down to. But yeah, so that's a good day, y'all. So we, we may do another show tonight. Probably not. I think we're going to do – we'll probably be back tomorrow. No IB Nation Sports Talk tonight, but we'll have something going on tomorrow, uh, specifically what we'll talk about. And then, uh, man, just Christmas is right around the corner. So just in case, just in case we don't see you before uh, Christmas, I want to wish everybody a very, very Merry Christmas uh, to to all of those that, that celebrate and just enjoy your time with family and friends and, and what the season truly means. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. But, hey, dude, folks, hit that like button. Hit that hit the like button. Hit the share. Share this podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. Hit the notification bell, as Mike Matt D says, so you never miss shows like this. Sign up for the message board 
with, which for the best intel in learning football, that's Matt D saying that, not me. I do agree with him, however. Uh, great price, $4.99 a month, $49.99 annually. If you're someone who wants to support us beyond just the membership fee, we also have the Gold Club, the Shamrock Club, and the Blue Club. And there's free merch, free IB merch. So if you want to be part of the message board and you want to get some cool merch that only club members have, because the mug that you get if you join Gold or Shamrock or Blue or Gold uh, is only for subscri- for members only. And the IB Gold Club shirt that we have is not in the store. It goes only to Gold Club members. So if you want to give us a little extra Christmas present of doing that, we also have a new thing that's on the board on the IB store for people have asked. They say, hey, we just want to give money support. We do not have a way that you can donate to Irish Breakdown. It's not like a tax write-off type of thing, but it's just, hey, you go to the store. There's a thing at the bottom of the of the the, the options where you can just kind of go help. We've had a couple of people do that. And it's uh, it's greatly appreciated. It helps us continue to grow, continue to build. And I've got some you know big things I'm hoping we can pull off in 2024. We'll we'll, we'll see. Like, look, Marcus Freeman swinging for the fences. I'm going to do the same thing, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, it's all about putting the best product we can out there. So have a wonderful rest of your day, everybody, and we'll talk to you again very soon on the Irish Breakdown Podcast. <laughs> Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.